Hi, welcome back to the Only Cure for Borderline Personality Disorder podcast. I'm Shamala Del Rosario. I'm 54. I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and I've lived with borderline personality disorder for my entire life. I had been convinced that there was something fundamentally wrong with me and that I was unfixable. But from the moment that I stumbled across Brian Barnett, my misperceptions began to unravel. I strongly suggest that you subscribe to the Last Symptom podcasts. And as I continue to do the inner work to root out the underlying subconscious core belief that my feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of worth, and so am I, I'll be using this podcast platform to share my insights and thoughts. And just to be clear, these are my personal experiences and insights. I'm not qualified in any field of emotional or mental health, And anybody that chooses to listen is responsible for their own thoughts, feelings and actions. Hi there, I hope you're all well and I hope you've all had a good week. Once again, thank you so much for listening. You know, a few years ago, I wouldn't even leave a voice message because I hated my voice. I never thought that anybody would be interested in anything that I I could have to say. I'm truly, truly humbled that so many people listen. Today, I wanted to talk about feelings. We all have shame. Some people don't want to talk about it, but the less we talk about it, the more power it has over us. Shame goes to the core and makes you feel there's something inherently wrong with you. Shame thrives on being undetected. We have to find the courage to talk about shame When we dig past the surface, we find that shame is what drives our fear of feelings. When we learn one way or another over the course of our lives that it's not okay to have feelings, we learn how to tune out our emotions. Disconnecting from them, denying them, disowning them, suppressing them, and then likewise banishing them from our awareness. So we stop feeling. It's as if feelings in their entirety are unacceptable. You know, I spent the majority of my life being ashamed of my feelings. I was taught that they were wrong, forbidden and shameful. So I didn't feel safe to feel. And so I tried to suppress them. I inhibited them, pushed them away avoided them, shamed them, and feared them. Every time I felt something, I saw it as more evidence for how bad I was. I saw it as evidence for how broken and mentally insane I was. But it was actually thinking that having feelings made me insane. It was that thought that was actually driving me insane. I believed that what I was experiencing was wrong. I saw my feelings as problems. So I tried to hide them and not feel them. I don't remember feeling very happy or excited about anything. All I remember is feeling tired, lethargic and bored. My life felt lifeless and bleak. I don't remember having any fun, adventures, or exciting experiencing 
experiences. Everything just seemed, seemed so hard. Life was something to endure, not enjoy. It wasn't until I enrolled on Brian's fundamentals course that I learned that my feelings weren't problems and that they didn't make me insane. My feelings only made me one thing, human. Once I started to understand the purpose of my feelings, I began to see the beauty in them. We're made to have feelings, all of the feelings. We're meant to feel our feelings. Our feelings aren't problems. They're just here to give us the full human experience. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Being cut off from our feelings is like trying to sail the oceans without a compass, hoping to find paradise to live in. It's navigating life without any sense of what we want or what is good and healthy for us. And as a consequence, we make many wrong choices and keep believing all the wrong things. We simply don't know what's good for us and what isn't because we don't know what we are feeling. We're emotionally disconnected. We have feelings that try to move us towards what's good for us, but because we don't like how, how some of them feel, we disregard them all. We try to create a successful life without any sense of what success actually looks like. I know now that I'd always been perfectly healthy, but others taught me to believe that being a little human with feelings was somehow wrong and shameful. And because this is how my parents taught me to treat emotion, this is how I treated my own feelings and other people's feelings too. My friendships and romantic relationships were painful because I didn't know how to emotionally relate with others. I failed to develop true intimacy with anyone. I dismissed others' emotions. I disapproved of others' feelings. I told other people how they should and shouldn't feel. I had no patience for the emotional needs of others. I saw emotions as feelings as weakness. I called people who displayed emotions sensitive. And as a result of me not dealing with my own feelings, my own irritation, intolerance and impatience, I tried to control and eliminate my daughter's feelings because they were an inconvenience to me. I brought them up to be good girls, which meant that angry expressions were forbidden shamed and punished. They weren't allowed to express disappointment because that made them ungrateful. They couldn't ask for what they wanted because that made them greedy. They weren't allowed to disagree with me because that made them difficult. They couldn't express frustration because that meant they were out of control and needed to be left alone to think about their shameful behaviour. They didn't ask for help because good girls don't inconvenience other people. They couldn't be happy either because that made them attention seeking and annoying. You might think of your own upbringing as emotionally healthy, but perhaps there were some signs that your parents were not as unconditionally nice as they could have been. 
Maybe you consistently brushed off their behaviour or made excuses for it, or they were just having a bad day. Or maybe now as an adult, listening to me, your experiences feel eerily familiar. Even if your parents had good intentions, they can still be abusive. They probably didn't even realise their actions were hurtful. They may not know a better style of parenting. Or they may not realise that taking out their emotions on their child is abusive. It's important to recognise how moody your parent was while you were growing up. My mood swings made my children feel like they were always walking on eggshells, always nervous or scared of what would happen when I was around. I was overly critical and focused on negative things. I can still hear my negative comments in my mind. I said them daily, taking my negative feelings about myself out on them. I invalidated and dismissed their emotions, saying they were too sensitive and even telling them that they were attention-seeking when they were telling me about feelings of self-harm. I was passive-aggressive, not saying what was really bothering me, pleasant on the surface, but cold underneath. I guilted them, saying stuff like, I give up so much to have you, and you can treat me like this. I gave them the silent treatment if they upset me, shutting down and ignoring them until they apologised to me. I was often physically present, but emotionally absent, working on the computer or the phone, or locked in a home office, talking to everybody but them, or lost in a weed or alcohol-induced haze. I was over-involved in their lives, always dropping in on their conversations to give my opinion. I was self-destructive, and blamed them for it. Does any of this sound familiar? Do you feel your levels of anxiety rising when you feel? Do you try to push it down to stop yourself from feeling? Do you try to feel a feeling that is more acceptable, more acceptable to feel and express? Do you have a panic attack instead of expressing your frustrations? Do you get depressed instead of setting boundaries with people who treat you badly? Do you explode in a rage because you don't allow yourself to admit to feeling hurt, alone or unsupported? I could go on. But our feelings aren't the things that we need to fix. Feelings aren't good or bad, right or wrong. They're information. They're telling us something. Our feelings aren't problems. They aren't inconvenient. We need them. They exist for our benefit. We're meant to have them. And the more we let ourselves feel them, the more easily we learn to respond to them in healthy ways. They help us to create a life that we can actually enjoy, but only if we allow ourselves to feel. Instead of putting all of your energy into avoiding, controlling and eliminating your feelings, you have to pay attention to them. And I know this is going against a lifetime of conditioning, so you need to be gentle with yourselves while persevering. But when we put a lid on what we're meant to feel, to protect others from our feelings, 
No, because we believe that our feelings are a problem for them. We're actually reinforcing the message that our feelings are problems and that we're wrong to feel them. Remember, all feelings contain clues, like anger. Anger's a sign that we have a need that's not being met or a boundary that's being crossed. So if you're walking away from a conversation with somebody and you're feeling irritated, annoyed or grumpy, but you don't, you don't quite know why, check in with yourself, notice your anger and get curious about what may have happened in that interaction. Did that person somehow cross a boundary of yours? Or did you have a need in that relationship that didn't get met? As an adult, I hated my anger. I avoided conflict. I didn't stand up for myself when it mattered and then got myself into situations that were abusive, full of conflict, draining and traumatic, but also unnecessary. And what was my anger during my childhood trying to tell me? I mean, it definitely was not that I was a bad and shameful child who was inherently flawed and devoid of, of any human qualities. My anger didn't mean that I was disrespectful or manipulative and deserved to be hit, shouted at, shamed and punished. My anger was highlighting that I was being treated badly. I was too little to understand that my feelings were right. It was a situation that was wrong. If I'd understood my anger, if I'd responded to it, things wouldn't have needed to escalate. I would have stood up for myself and moved away from whoever and whatever wasn't healthy for me and didn't contribute positively toward my growth. I would have made very different choices and I would have lived a very different life. Learning how to feel is as critical as learning how to use a compass in the open sea. The better you are at feeling, the deeper your connection with life will be. The better you are at feeling, the more clarity you'll have. The better you are at feeling, the faster you'll heal. The better you are at feeling, the more aware you are of what, what you really want. The better you are at feeling, the more sensitive your internal navigation system will be. Admit to where you are. You've got to be aware that you're not really aware of how you feel. It is painful, but you need to reflect back on your childhood. What was it about your environment that led you to believe that emotions are threatening or dangerous? What experiences were you adapting to? Each time you feel, that's your internal alarm going off saying there's something important here, pay attention to me. So turn your attention inwards and sit with the feeling. Give it your undivided attention and unconditional presence. Instead of trying to bypass, ignore, fix or heal the emotions, embrace the feelings and emotions entirely no matter how painful they may be. Be with the feelings and emotions instead of trying to change them. Listen to them and what they need you to know. Think about what you're afraid will happen if you, if you do feel. 
We only ever do something that we subconsciously think serves us positively in some way. Our healing depends on us being brave enough to uncover and be honest with ourselves. And as we close today, I'd like you to consider what you know about your relationship with your feelings. For those of us who grew up in homes or who received messages that it wasn't safe or okay to feel, you may struggle in noticing or naming your feelings at first. I'd unconsciously categorise certain emotions as good and certain emotions as bad. But you know, actually, this couldn't be further from the truth. Emotions are not good or bad, or right or wrong. They simply just are. They come and go like waves on a beach, a constant presence in our lives. The goal is to really, truly be able to feel each of our emotions, even the ones that sometimes might be challenging to feel. Ask yourself, what bad thing will happen if I feel? The answer may be, I'll be out of control. And then ask yourself, what is the hidden intention I have for not feeling? Your answer might be, I get to be in control. It's tempting to think that that something about you is broken or that your feelings are buried so deeply that you don't have access to them. This is not true. Your emotions are always giving you accurate feedback about yourself and your inner truth in every single situation, whether you're allowing yourself to become aware of those those feelings or not. Well, that's it for me. I do hope that you all have a great week ahead. And thank you again for listening. And as ever, please do continue to like, comment, share and subscribe. And if you could leave me a review, that would be really great. And hopefully we'll speak again soon. Bye.